Have trouble meditating? Are you afraid you're going to waste time in your day or zone out for a few hours and miss important tasks? Well, change your mindset about meditation in this next episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. She will share a meditation with you that will help you clear your mind. She created a process too as the foundation for meditation, cleansing, clearing, and the protection process. So you want to make sure you listen to that. And of course, she puts this all up on her website as well, including the meditation she's going to take you through so you can follow along. All you have to do is go to SharonRose.com. That is Sharon with a Y. Let's get started by learning to meditate. Today, I want to talk to you about meditation because you know what? I live in North America. I live in Canada predominantly, but I live in North America. And North Americans consistently tell me that they have a difficult time meditating. And the meditation isn't something they've ever had exposure to. The meditation is something that they can't shut their mind up. They can't get into. It doesn't work. And so I want to share with you some techniques that maybe meditation, maybe I can help you a little bit. When I'm teaching my workshops, I'm often presented with this information from students where they say, I just can't shut my mind up. It just won't turn off. I can't get it to turn, turn off or turn down or whatnot. So what I did, first of all, I did three meditations. And one of them is actually, I created three meditations. One of them is actually up on my website at SharonRose.com. And you'll be able to link below to go find that if you want to. It's just right on the homepage. And, and it's a meditation that's 18 minutes long. And it was, it's called Insight. And it was designed for beginners people that have never meditated before. So it's a guided meditation. And there's numerous different kinds of meditations out there. There's gazillion places to go and try and pick up a meditation. But if you feel like you just don't have any strength in engaging with the meditation, it's not going to do you any good. So initially, I would suggest for anybody that wants to learn how to meditate, start working with guided meditations. I invite you to go and download the meditation off the website, uh, off my website. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. When you ask for it, when you click on it, it's going to ask for your first name and your email address. And it's just, that's for our news group. That's just for me to, I don't sell your information or give it away to anybody. It's just for our information so we can get you on our news group and you can keep up with what we're doing here at the studio. But what's really fun with that meditation is there's, the greatest thing I'm noticing is that people are afraid. They're afraid in some cases to meditate, especially people that are becoming more spiritual because they don't know what's going to happen to them. There's this idea that if I let go of control, that something's going to take over or I'm, something weird's going to happen to me. And so what I did is when I created these meditations, I created a process called a cleansing, clearing, and protection process. And the cleansing, clearing, and protection process is the very first part of all the three of the meditations that I created. And what it does is it allows you to come away from that part of the meditation feeling safe. And it also, in the process, will clear out any issues you have with health or any issues you have with feelings of fear, any issues you have of feeling incapable or inadequate or unable or, or anxiety. It helps clear all of that up. So the cleansing, clearing, and the protection process, I think, is really important to beginning meditators. Because if you're feeling stressed or anxious about what's going to happen in the process of your meditation then you're going to not going to meditate. You're going to, your mind isn't going to stop. It's going to, you're going to go into ego mind zone and your ego mind is going to say, no, no, not good for you. It's going to, this is going to get you. <laughs> and you're going to be afraid. 
So you're welcome to download that. And then, of course, the other part of the meditation, insight meditation from the website is where you actually can connect with crossed over loved ones yourself. The whole meditation insight was designed to actually help you A, be safe and learn how to meditate, but also communicate with your crossed over loved ones. And everybody can be their own medium. We all have the ability to be our own medium, but you have to have some type of system to, to train yourself to pay attention, to be able to open that door that you've got to your loved ones who are in spirit, who want to talk to you, who want to visit with you. You have to connect from a place of joy and love and appreciation and calm. Try to connect through anger, frustration, depression, or sadness won't work because spirit doesn't live there. And no one in spirit is ever going to jump and join you in your depression or your sadness. So you can use that to connect with your crossover loved ones. And it's a great thing to practice. Also connect with your angelics. You can connect with your guardians. You can connect with your guides. You can connect with your crossover animals. That's a really fun one. Connecting with your crossover animals is really fun because they come through so, so quickly. And they're so simple. They're uncomplicated. They don't complicate it. Humans have a, a, a thing with complicating stuff. Although... Anyone in spirit who has crossed over from physical, who's left the physical reality, they are pure light, pure love, and all-knowing. So they're, they're in a safe, happy, joyful, loving place. Okay? Okay. So there is another exercise that I share. Now, meditation, contemplation, and prayer are all very similar. Contemplation, I really love to teach to beginners, simply because, especially people suffer or struggle with high anxiety. Because contemplation is an exercise where you can feel completely in control. Now, I don't know anybody on the planet anymore that doesn't have cell phone. <laughs> we all have cell phones. And on all of our cell phones, we have timers. And so you're going to use your timer. You're going to use your either visual acumen, something to look at or something to listen to. So you're either going to look at, in my case, it would be a flame. I love the flicker of a candle. But you can also look at a spot somewhere on a wall. You can look at a flower, focus on something, something you can focus on visually. Or if you prefer audio to have your eyes closed, you want to prefer audio, you can go the ticking of a clock, the ticking or a sound that's in the room that's consistent. Air conditioning has that type of sound. A drip of a tap would have that kind of sound. Something that is consistent. And if you really don't have anything consistent, but you really want to do audio, get yourself a metronome and set it to a pace that's comfortable for you. And it'll lull you so that you're able to actually get calm, get peaceful and do this exercise. So you sit down, you set your timer on your phone for one minute, okay? One minute only. And then you close your eyes if you're doing audio or you focus on this, whatever you're focusing on if you're doing visual, just let yourself know that for one minute, you're going to be working with this meditation, but your phone is going to allow you to come out of your meditation. It's going to alert you at one minute. You're not going to miss anything. Everything you've got to do for the rest of the day is going to get done. You're not going to fall into a deep meditation where you're three hours later, you all of a sudden come out of it and you go, oh my God, I forgot to pick the kids up from school. That's not going to happen. One minute. And you'll find that one minute will go so fast because what you're doing is you're letting yourself go. You're letting yourself relax. And if you do find the one minute really easy, then set your timer for two minutes. 
Now I have students who have gotten themselves to five minutes. And these are students that were so anxious when they came in to see me and we did coaching together. They were so anxious and stressed. They had just couldn't, there's no way they could focus for more than two minutes. I mean, they just, there's no way, but they are actually doing a contemplation meditative exercise for five minutes. And I'm so proud of them because, and they're very proud of themselves and their stories, because what's happening is that ability to get calm, to relax, they're doing that in their daily lives as well. Because the only other part you still don't know about in the contemplation meditation exercise is the breathing. If your mind does start to wander, what you do is you breathe. You breathe into the count of three, out to the count of three, and you do it very slowly. And then you do it again, in and out. And you continue to do that until you feel calm, until you're peaceful. Now, when you do the breathing, that is also a process when you, if you say you've got a temper issue, anger is a part of your story. And, or again, anxiety is a part of your story. You, when you start feeling angry or you start feeling anxious, can just stop and breathe. Breathe, that's it. You've been using breathing in your contemplation practice, and you've been doing this for seven days, minimum seven days in a row. Seven days in a row creates a new habit, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. What you can do is you can bring the breathing part of this exercise into your anxiety scenario that's going on or the anger scenario that's going on, and it will, it'll save you. You'll literally be, within seconds, you'll be like, oh boy, this is awesome. Now I can work myself through the situation that I'm in right now, or this person I have to go and talk with right now, or the person that, or the situation that I'm angry at right now. Um, it works really well for uh, drivers that, that struggle with tempers in the car really angry drivers that are swearing at everybody around them when that guy around them is playing his radio and singing along with it and doesn't even know that you're angry. <laughs> so for people that have anger in the car that are angry drivers, there's somebody that would work, this would work well for too. So that's contemplation. Now prayer and meditation. So contemplation is the forerunner to pretty much both. I think prayer is another area that people struggle with. I know that one of the things that happened when I was, again, when I would go to Sunday school as a child, one of the things I was taught was how to recite prayers by memory. So I was given prayers. And one of those is our father who art in heaven. That's a prayer that most of us know that have grown up in the Christian faith. And so we learned to recite the prayer. But when we're reciting the prayer, our mind is elsewhere. We have that uncanny ability as humans to be able to go in two or three or four different directions at the same time. And so we're reciting a prayer, but is it really a prayer? It means nothing. If there's no intent behind it, if our mind is all about, well, gee, I wonder what I'm going to wear when I go out tonight, or what am I going to have for dinner, or I have only half an hour and I've got to go and do this. And so the prayer that we're reciting isn't really serving us in any way. With prayer, you'll find that often prayer is a part of a process that people use when they're trying to achieve something, or they're desperate for something, or they're asking for something, they're looking for guidance, they're looking for help. Prayer is generally a request, more so than a state of mind of being peaceful. That is changing because now in our culture now with the spiritual revolution that's been going on for the last 15 years, it's now starting to shift and more prayer is more, again, Eastern philosophy is coming in and we're learning about the eastern form of prayer so it's not about prayer is also now appreciation i thank you very much for 
for giving me this or allowing this to happen in my life or for saving my husband's life in that car accident or for this great food that I'm about to receive. That's what grace is, is a prayer. And that's always an appreciation of receiving. So that's that's become more and more and more prevalent. But oftentimes people don't even engage in prayer in our culture unless they want something or they need something or they're desperate for something. Oh my God, please get me out of this situation. I'm in so much trouble. Oh, please God help me. That's the kind of thing that we tend to relate to. Meditation, on the other hand, is achieving a state of mind or a state of consciousness that is different than our everyday consciousness. So what we're doing is we're moving our consciousness to a more elevated level and we're becoming a little bit more empowered energetically. We're taking some of the power away from the ego self and we're giving that power to our soul self and acknowledging that our soul self is in charge while we're in meditation. And that's one of the reasons why people have such a hard time allowing themselves to meditate because they have to give up their personal power to be able to allow their soul to take charge. Well, our soul is really who we are anyways. And when you think about musicians or you think about or book writers, or you think about painters, artists of any kind, their inspiration is how they move. And inspiration is how they work. Inspiration is what drives them forward. They're inspired. Well, inspired is in spirit. It's our soul in charge. So it's not usually our ego in charge when we're sitting down to paint a picture as an artist. Or if our ego is in charge, we're going to end up with stick men like we had in school because we were also very conscious of the uh, fact that we weren't natural artists. We were doing a task that was assigned to us. And so we didn't know how to be inspired. We didn't know how to go to that place because it wasn't something that came natural to us. Um, and so meditation is the state of allowing ourselves to get to that place where we feel enlightened, empowered, calm, peaceful, and inspired. And um, there, Napoleon Hill actually wrote in his book about uh, how he was inspired and how he was inspired is he would go into a meditation and he actually created a round table, a board. He called him the board. And the people that sat on his board were all people who had already died. And they were people who were extremely wealthy and successful in their day, in their time. People like Henry Ford was one of the people that he had. I, mean, I don't know all the other names. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but Henry Ford was one of them. And you can, if you want to Google Napoleon Hill and find out about his board, just do that because you'll get that information. But what he did is he called on them when he had a business decision to make when he was sitting in meditation and he would call on them and have communications and have a board meeting and he'd have communication. He'd come out with their ideas and what they felt was a good idea and what was the best thing to do. Now, Napoleon Hill wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich. And he did. He thought and he went, he got rich. <laughs> so if you're looking to build a business, if you're looking to be build abundance, if you're looking to build anything in your life, Think and Grow Rich isn't all about just money. It's grow rich in your life, grow rich in your world, grow rich in your relationships, go rich in your family. It's about all of that too. So what you can do is learn to meditate and become that person and have your own personal spirit board, have angelic sitting on your board. Um, a lot of people that do healing work will have a board or they'll have a group that they will work with, um, a collective, if you want to call it that, of angelics and healers and crossed over loved ones who will sit and assist them. But if you don't learn how to meditate, you don't have access. You can't get there. Meditation is what helps you become your truth 
in spirit. And it gets you away from your ego self, which is ego is great. Ego is designed to keep us safe on this planet, but to keep our physicality safe. It's designed to keep our physical safe. It's not necessarily designed to keep our spiritual aspects safe, our soul safe, our heart safe, or our mind safe. It's designed to keep our physical safe, okay? So meditation, contemplation, and prayer. I recommend to put it all together. If you enjoy prayer, continue praying, but move your prayer to a, a place of appreciation and a place of inspiration, if you can, which would merge you, your prayer and your meditation together. And then you'd be doing both. You'd be, wow, talk about the best of both worlds. What I suggest, if you struggle with anxiety, anger, any of the lower based emotions, what you might want to do is consider the, the act of contemplation, where you set the timer on your phone, you do a focus, and then you allow yourself through breath work to get calm, to get peaceful, and to just relax for that period of time that your phone is set for. And that is the best forerunner I could think of for you to actually be able to learn how to meditate. One of the stories I want to share with you is because my biggest challenge was meditation. I had nothing but trouble trying to meditate. I was like everybody that comes to me these days. And I'd say, I just can't shut my mind up. I'm what is considered a claircognitive in my field. Claircognitives get their intuitive hits through data. So they get data downloads. We're logical, practical, People were realists in some degree, which sounds funny from a psychic, doesn't it? <laughs> but I am a clear cognitive and I couldn't, I just couldn't. Meditation was just too hard for me. So the way I learned how to meditate was I went and I literally absorbed myself into, put myself into a setting that I really, it was totally took my time for four and five days at a time. And I did Buddhist retreats for a whole summer, just about every weekend for three or four day weekends. I did silent retreats. I did Chenrezig retreats. I did all kinds of retreats because I had to, I wanted to learn how to let go and get calm and get quiet. The other thing that I noticed is as I would get calm or get quiet, sometimes my old garbage would come up and old stories would come up. And what I would do then is I would offer up um, appreciation for the experience and then deal with that after I came out of the meditation, but I kind of put it into a little file. And um, what I also learned to do through the Buddhist was I learned to have a Buddhist guide with me and in uh, somebody that I considered a mentor. And so I would engage with the energy of the Dalai Lama um, because I really love the Dalai Lama. And I think the thing I love about him the most is his laugh. He's got the craziest fun laugh. And so I would, I would, when I'd go into my, my meditation, I would ask the Dalai Lama to look out for me while I was in my meditative state. And it was just, it was amazing. And it was then that I was able to make breakthroughs in meditation and then achieve that deep level of meditation we all long for. And you don't sit in meditation for hours and hours and hours. You don't have to do that. 15 minutes a day is perfect. That's a perfect amount of meditative time, enough to get you calm and peaceful. And if you're looking for inspiration for something you might want to do more than one a day if you're if inspiration is something that's important to your craft or your work but that's how I learned how to meditate so you're not alone we all struggle it doesn't matter being an intuitive it doesn't make any difference being psychic didn't matter it didn't matter that I was psychic I was psychic then too but I couldn't shut up my brain I couldn't stop my brain from wanting to process data and that was how I learned I learned by 
going on retreat after retreat after retreat and just practice, practice, practice. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is if it doesn't work the first time, try again. If it doesn't work that time, try again. Keep at it. Eventually you'll break through. And if you use the contemplation exercise, you'll find that you'll break through a lot easier because it's a more gradual, easy way in. Okay, so have fun with your contemplation practice, your meditation practice, and your practice with prayer. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. And if you love hearing about her students' stories and experiences in Kitchen Witchin, all you have to do is register for the new session. Registration opens November 1st, and then you can start the new year fresh because January 3rd, 2022 is when the next course of Kitchen Witchin starts. For more details, you can go to kitchenwitchin.ca. And if you love this podcast, please review us on Spotify, Apple, and of course, Stitcher. We would love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.